The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens-Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate belief with Laura Saltman, who is an author, mindfulness meditation and metaphysical teacher right up my alley how are you today laura thank you so much for joining me today i'm good thank you i'm excited to be radiating belief a belief is something that you definitely have to work towards and it's not inherent within us it's not how our brain operates so we always have to build up our uh, our mental spiritual and emotional health in order to get to that level of belief Yeah. Well, so how would you, how do you go about teaching belief? I think, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to ask that question because it's like, am I teaching belief or am I reminding you of belief? Because I think we all have beliefs. They're just, they've just been squashed. Like we got them, we smushed them out of us. We're like grapes and we just kept stomping them out of us. And then, you know, we just, we see the proof so many times that what we, we want isn't working or it's not coming to us. And then we let that run our life and uh, unfortunately give up on many things. But I also would say that if you look at your life as example and you go back through your life, you would find many examples of when you actually did create something wonderful for yourself. We just automatically shift into the negative in our brain and we forget all of these wonderful things. So I, that it's really my teaching style is just to remind you that it is within you, that what you desire, you desire for a reason. It's waiting for you to sort of like step into it and become whole again so we can bring it through. Oh, I think that's beautiful. And, you know, it's so funny because you use the metaphor of stomping these things down like grapes. I had a client this afternoon who it was, yeah, just stomping down all this emotion, stomping down grief. Just so it's funny that you use the same metaphor that I did today. Now, you've got some really cool stuff going on that you do. I mean, you're a medium slash 
channel, you are a past life guide. I mean, all of these things are things that I do as well. And um, I wanted to just ask you a bit about about all of this, but I want to start off with maybe the books that you've that you've written because you are an author. Yeah, so my books are called The All. Um, that's sort of my version of whatever you believe in as the source, the creator, the uh, the infinite intelligence, the universe. So that's what the all represents. And it's just about how we are all the all, that each and every one of us is a spark of this divine intelligence and it lives inside of us and we are a part and parcel of it. And so um, in the middle of the night, one, one I don't know, June evening. <laughs> I just sat down in the middle of the night and my life was a mess. Like it was just awful. It's very similar to the story that Neil Donald Walsh has told about how he wrote conversations with God. And I was just like super pissed off with life. So I just sat in the, and I just started writing like, why is my life so horrible? Why do bad things happen? I don't understand. Why did I lose this baby? Why did uh, this happen? Why did my brother die of cancer? Why did my dad die from suicide? Just kept asking and asking. And surprisingly, as I was asking, the answers just kept pouring out of me. And in the beginning was very like, just like little snippets of information. And then I would say somewhere, I don't know, maybe like a week or two into it, I realized I was like maybe 50 pages in and I was like, okay, I think I'm onto something here. And I think this might be a book. And I wrote my first book in six weeks as, whoops, I just lost my earring. I'm telling you, it's, it's a mini Mercury and retrograde day. You Everything's are, going wrong. <laughs> you are having a personal retrograde day. Yeah. Um, and I wrote it in six weeks and I never changed one word from the moment I started typing it out. And I, I will say type because I, I don't actually write. I have like the worst handwriting on the planet. But when I typed it out, I sent it to a copy editor and I just said, you're not allowed to change any of the words. You can add grammar and punctuation and anything that I messed up as the human part of myself. But I just know it's accurate. And so I just had this calling, which I think many of us in this uh, industry, I guess we'll say, who do this for a living, have that calling and you feel that purpose. And then from there, I wrote um, a second book in about two months. And then I wrote a third book in about six months. And then the fourth book, it took me about two years. And that's just simply because I was in, I was busy promoting what I was doing during the course of that fourth book. But, uh, and, and there's other books that I'm currently working on as well, but I know they're gonna take a little longer just cause I don't have that same amount of time where I just got to sit down in the middle of the night. Also, I set an intention, please don't wake me up in the middle of the night anymore at one point, cause I was like done. I'm like, I don't wanna get up at three in the morning and write books anymore. I'm like, can we please do this at a more opportune time? And so eventually I phased out of the middle of the night stuff. Absolutely, you gotta set boundaries. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Yes, and so all of your books uh, that you do have, they're all from the the all, the the wisdom of all. Yes, they're all the all. It's just me channeling as this infinite intelligence. It's that it's 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 similar to I said conversations conversations with God. Like I'm sitting having a conversation with this higher intelligence, this divine intelligence 
and I'm being able to ask questions. You know, I started my career as an entertainment reporter working for Access Hollywood. You know, I've interviewed all these A-list stars. Well, ultimately, I just became the interviewer for the most A-list star that exists <laughs> on earth. And because I was a journalist, it became very easy for me to flow with that format of, you know, question, answer, question, answer. Right. And so it sounds like you just spontaneously started channeling the all. Yes. Yes. You know, it's interesting, though, because I had been journaling prior to that as I sort of started my spiritual awakening, which started when my dad um, died from suicide. I just needed something to help me because I wasn't going to make it with all the other things I had been through and the loss of my brother. So I started working with a spiritual life coach and um, she turned me onto this whole idea of talking to spirit and communing with people on the other side. And I kind of knew I had something going on with me because I was always able to sense spirits around. I would get like words and phrases and I'd usually be accurate if I would say that to the person I was with or if I was in a group. So I knew there was something there. So I had started journaling and kind of writing out some questions and some answers or just like if I heard things, I would write them down, not realizing that what I was doing is exactly what all of us are capable of doing is connecting into this infinite intelligence. So I just I, I didn't know I had that until later on in the journey. And then I went back, I was like, oh, that was, I was that's what I was doing. I was just getting these divine downloads without my me even knowing it. Right. And it sounds like all of this started after great tragedy in your life. Yeah. Um, so my brother passed from cancer um, when he was 47 years old. And then I lost my father from suicide. I had um, a couple of miscarriages back to back. I was trying to adopt and those ended up in failure. And then like, just to add insult to injury, my, both my beloved dogs passed away in this time period. Um, and my career was really just like in the tanker. It was just going south because I had changed. My life had changed. I was going through so much emotionally and um, I just, I wasn't all there. I wasn't a hundred percent there. So I kind of lost my, my will for my career. And so that, that made a, a huge impact on my life as well. Um, but it's also what got me into this line of work and what I do now. So I'm, you know, you can focus on the tragedies and focus on what's not working, or you can figure out how to make your life work again. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, the, the people I see, I often tell them, you know, you're not coming to me because your life is awesome and <laughs> because your life is just going great. So it's usually these periods of growth that we just find so transformative. That's when we can really make the biggest shifts. And so, yeah, things were going kind of crazy for you. And we have some similarities. Um, I have a fertility journey that just did not go anywhere. Never far enough along to have a miscarriage, but then ended up adopting a beautiful, beautiful daughter who's just the light of my life. And um, so I, I know that it's it's hard and it's oh man it's so close to the heart all of that all of that um yeah it sounds like the the role of these tragedies and i'm so sorry about your brother and your father uh these tragedies had something to do with that catalyst to bring it forward right yeah what was always inside of me. I've been sensing something about myself since I was in my late twenties and I didn't really know what it is. And I always felt like 
different than people that I had a, a bigger sense of things and, um, you know, live working and living in a superficial world, which is what I did when I worked in Hollywood, yeah. I really was able to stay out of the the noise of it, the fray of it, some of the, the pitfalls of Hollywood, because I had this deeper sense of something. And I think that's what kept me um, along that path. And then, but I never understood what it was. And it's so interesting because I'm sure this happens to you as well, where people come to you at various stages in this journey, some of them not knowing anything, some people recognizing a little bit. And then every once in a while you get someone who knows exactly what you're talking about. It's not like you're speaking a foreign language and they get it. And I think even that part of our journeys is we have to know every everyone's steps so that we can speak to them. You know, I can do a podcast with you. We can talk about past lives in reincarnation. We can talk about all sorts of stuff, but then I'll do something with someone else. And I just automatically will have a knowing that that's not the words to use. That's not how to speak. And I'll, and I'll speak to that because I know inherently who will, who will show up and watch or listen and what they need to hear. So I think it's just Built, even building those skills. And I'm sure you you can agree going back through your life, all of the building blocks of what you're doing now help you when you're working with people because you have all of these things to pull, pull from. And I love what someone once said about it only takes one extra rung up the ladder for you to reach back and help somebody up it. So you can be just that one step ahead and just have a little bit more access to this divine intelligence that can help them that maybe they just don't have it yet. Or maybe some people don't even want it and they just needed that message for, from you for that particular moment in time. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's absolutely right. Absolutely. And you know, you are a polymath like I am interested in all of it and, you know, pretty well versed in just about anything anybody would want to know in terms of the metaphysical and spiritual realms. So same, right? Um, I see that you do, okay, what is this with past lives? Yes, you do, um, yes, some past life work. You'd mentioned that. Tell me about that. Uh, past lives are amazing. First of all, there's no such thing as past lives. Exactly. Um, I know. <laughs> but yeah. we say it that way because it's just right. easier. But it's really this uh, the concept that all lives are happening simultaneously. So everything is happening. Everything in this infinite uh, universe, multiverse, whatever you want to call it, is happening. And so it's it only is linear because we're in a physical um, space, which has linear time. Right. So when we're tapping in, it's basically like the way I always describe it, it's like having a supercomputer and we all have access to the same supercomputer. And some of us just know how to use it really, really well. And some of us haven't even opened the door to this library. So all I do is I, and I'm sure you work very similarly, is I just close my eyes and I tap into that infinite supercomputer and I'm able to like pull up information and, and I'm very visual. So I get like a movie screen and then the movie screen will pop up like I'm at the drive-in and then I'll start to see like images of, of people's other lifetimes. Um, and it goes back um, like probably as far as like cavemen is about as far as I've gone. I find that the, the, um, 
the easier access is when it's been a life that is more closely to you in linear time. And then if it's a little further back, we have to go deeper into our subconscious mind to dig that out. I've also um, had the experience many times over and over again, where people struggle because I would say it's spiritual confusion because they're not accustomed to being on earth as much as some of us. Like I'm an earth person. I like earth, even though it's challenging. I've been here so many times. So I kind of get the game, but other people who come from other places and spaces, it can be very challenging for them to handle life on earth and they don't get the rules. And so they struggle in that. Uh, and I've, I've been able to like go what I call off planet to many different places. And what's so fascinating about it and why I love this work is when you hit upon these things that are happening in these other incarnations, these other realities, you, I hear the gasps of people like, oh my God, like that's the way I am. Or that's why I have neck pain. Like there's no explanation, earthly explanation whatsoever why I have this, or I have this mark on my left wrist and I don't know where that mark came from. And then I I'll, without me even knowing to have the mark on the wrist, I will tell them about something that happened, like they were branded in that spot. So it's just so fascinating how um, people can learn about themselves and why they are the way they are in this particular body, in this particular life they, that they remember through knowing about all of their other lifetimes. And the reason I don't like using the word past lives is we can also tap into their future possibilities. So lives that they may be leading once they're done with this particular incarnation, they can know what's to come. Like for me, I know two of my next lifetimes and there's, there's challenges within them, but, but they don't have to um, overcome what I'm overcoming. So they're already like doing really well in their careers. Whereas me, I had to overcome worthiness and value and I'm still working on that in this lifetime. But I guess eventually I get it because in my next couple of lifetimes, I'm uh, I'm doing some magic in the world. So uh, so it's really interesting. I love it. I wish everybody would would find this type of work and find practitioners like you and me and realize that the answers are within themselves. And we're just helping bring that out of them. Yeah, these answers do just help every aspect of life, don't you think? Oh, 100%. I've seen it be life-changing and life-altering for people, the messages that come and the, in, the images that come in. And the less skeptical you are, the more you will get. Because if you come in skeptical, you get what you, what you expect. So we live under law of attraction, that which is like unto itself is drawn. So if you come, on, come in already skeptical, chances are you're going to get a, a many skeptical things. But I'm, I'm very confident that there will be things for you that are going to make you go, huh, how would that person ever know that? I don't know. I mean, there's no way they could have known that, but then you're going to get that circle of skepticism because that's basically what you came in and attracted. But when I get these people that come in that are so open, that totally get it, it's like, wow, like mind blowing what can come in for them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know that all of us, when we're born, we have this ability to get that information for ourselves. We have that ability to connect, the ability to receive, and then we can either choose to work with it or we can choose to not work with it. Now, do you help also help people to develop this innate quality? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, um, 
I didn't really know where I was going to go with this career. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I was right. you know, an entertainment reporter. I was a host. And so in the beginning stages, I still kind of towed the line between both. But then um, as I had written my fourth book, I realized that like I had my own Laura Bible, like of how the universe operates, how the infinite operates. And I had a lot of information. And then I was also teaching these like incredibly powerful guided meditations, which I really call medicensions because they're meditations that are about ascending. Um, they're verbal and visual and it's helping people get to that next level. And the more I did that, the more I was like, wow, I feel like I might be an actual teacher of this. And this is what I meant to do. So I leaned into that, started teaching spiritual development courses with uh, another practitioner. And then eventually I just knew that I was meant to teach um, this course. And so I teach what's called infinite abilities. And it's about unlocking your infinite abilities because yes, like, can you do the mediumship? Can you do the channeling? Can you um, do past life work? Can you do all of the woo? <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I think it's incredibly important that you actually understand who you are from the bottom to the top, it, you know, you can go to a mediumship course, but if that person is teaching you just how to talk to spirit on the other side, you're not getting the full enchilada there. You're only getting pieces of the puzzle. So I have a, a one year program where people can know from top to bottom who they are. So we're not diving into mediumship right in the beginning. We're actually learning about who we are um, each step of the way so that your abilities begin to open within you. Because when I, when I took courses, when I took a mediumship course, I, I never knew, I, that's not what I was taught. I was just taught how to connect to spirit. Um, nobody taught me how to channel. I actually just started channeling. It just sort of came out of nowhere. And what I found, and maybe you found as well, is the more you ascend up that ladder of enlightenment, the more abilities you start to open up and you'll be like, oh, now I do that now. Oh, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, I can do that now. Like, that's how it's been with me. I remember one time I went to this channeling session with this wonderful woman and this was like years ago. And I was like, okay, I cannot do that. There is no way I can channel. Um, that's not happening. And then it took me like about six months. And then uh, I was in the session. I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like this person who's coming through wants to talk like for me to talk for them. I'm like, I don't know how it's going to go, but let's do it. And then I did it and it was amazing. And then I did it again. And for a while I had the, that ego, that fear of channeling in person. If somebody asked me to channel on a podcast or anything, I would always be like, no, 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 no. Um, Cause it was just me. Like it was the, the fear of being judged by them. It's me judging myself. But once I let that go, then I really leaned in the channeling. Then it became amazing because then I was channeling for the collective. I was channeling for individual spirits. And it's, it's just really beautiful and powerful when you can feel like you're talking to someone. It's definitely not everybody's cup of tea. That is for sure to either be a channel or to hear a channel. Um, but it is incredible. It really is. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive holistic wellness practice 
Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a co-worker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, back to our podcast and back to our guest. It is. Yeah, I do this work myself, and I just feel the this sensation in my throat, and I say, okay, I need to get out of the way. Somebody's going to talk. And it is amazing. You get that energy through you, and they really connect with the person that you're talking with. And, yeah, there's nothing like it. It's quite amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw it back to you because I want to ask the question. Like, how do you? How did you overcome your own uh, isness? Like, how how did you get let, let go of the ego? And then how did you overcome, like, when people kind of look at you like you have 15 heads? Because that, um, it doesn't happen as often as it did. Because I think people know me uh, who come to me, they already know I do it. But I think, like, people do sort of look at you. It's very hard for someone to really um, believe that their loved one is is coming through. So how did you overcome that? Well, you're assuming that I did. <laughs> Maybe we can help overcome it together. I don't know. I mean, it's always terrifying, right? It's like, okay, am I going to be able to maintain this connection? Is this even going to make sense to the person? Is this really who I think it is coming through? Yeah, it's yep. terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you, Laura. Uh, you know how it is, but it's just, it's the work is so important. And you know that it's so helpful that, you know, I just, I just get over myself, I guess. Yeah, I think that's that's true. It's it's easier for me to channel as the all, so to speak, to channel for the collective and bring through these like beautiful collective messages, which I already was doing in my medicentions. Anyway, it's more challenging when you're channeling uh, someone who was human and physical and is now non-physical because you really want to honor them and get it right. But I always know when I'm on, when I've gotten it and people really like hear something that I could never have known is when I hear the tears and the crying and then I'm like, okay, I'm on it. Cause I still, I don't trance. I remember Jane Roberts who wrote the Seth material. She's a trance channel. Like she doesn't really remember what she channels. Edgar Case. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trance. I actually am very conscious and I try to put Laura aside as much as possible so that I can, um, you know, truly bring in the words, but I am able to hear some of what's happening. It's just, I speak a lot faster. And I was saying the other day on Instagram, when I was doing a channeling that I, I, I take a lot of filler words. It takes me a while to like find my words and what I want to say, but when I'm channeling, it's kind of like my books. Like the words are just there. I never have to think there's no ums or anything like that. It's just like boom, 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 boom. And that's what, how I know it is 100% me channeling. 
You see, I'm kind of the opposite of you. When I'm channeling someone's loved one, um, I guess that I think I connect so much with the client and their heart and just have so much feel that love for that specific person that um, it just, it feels different than channeling. So, um, so I channel someone named Adonai, and I channel Mary Magdalene, and Michael, and various various beings. And, uh, yeah, it's just different. But, yeah, that's so funny that you say that you're... The, your voice just picks up speed. And someone said it sounded like I was rapping or something. <laughs> yeah. There is a different cadence, especially when I channel collectively. There's definitely a cadence. I have another practitioner that we work with a lot in our um, room on Daily Kickstart, and she reads runes. And when we first met her, she was just doing the runes, which I'd never heard of until a year ago. And then over the course of the year, she's really expanded her consciousness as well. And it's allowed her access to channel. And when I listen to her, I'm like, oh, that's what I sound like. Because she's, she has a similar cadence to the way. And it's also similar to Esther Hicks from Law of Attraction, right. especially in her earlier years. I think that I would hear the cadence where she would channel. Um, and for whatever reason, I don't know why we do that. But I guess it's just part of part of the journey. Well, I think that because we, I, how I do it is that it's receiving this big download. Like Esther talks about, she receives these blocks of thoughts. And mm -hmm. so it's the blocks of thought and getting getting it out there. What I think is fun is the different energies and personalities that these different beings have. Like Merlin, when I channel him, he is funny. He is forceful. Um, <laughs> Apollo is very strong and yet not not that humorous. So they all have their different personalities and that's kind of fun feeling that in your body. Yeah. And the spirits on the other side, they keep their personalities. They, you know, so that's how I'm able to know who somebody is. Cause I'll, if someone says, Oh, you know, I'm looking for my, my dad. And then I'm like, okay, let me see if I can access it. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, I'll start to feel like the energy of their spirit and whether they were like big and bolsterous or whether they were like, you know, small and they would stay hidden, whether they were shy and maybe they, you know, this whole thing is even weird for them and they're not sure how to do it. And you really can pick up um, the energetic imprint of that person. And um, that was interesting to learn even about how we do keep our personality. So when I cross over into the non-physical world, I'll still be all of those things I, uh, I built up along the way I'll just be without my fear. And um, and because that's really what we're learning about on this planet is how to overcome fear. So it, it's nice. And I think it's comforting for people to understand that there are loved ones. It's not the end. It's just a change in circumstance for them. And it'll never replace the physical. I mean, I know this because I've had my own losses in life. It'll never replace our physical um, conversations, our hugs, our kisses, all of that stuff. But it is comforting um, on this human journey to know that our loved ones are in spirit and that they're they're not gone. They are just in a whole new adventure. Now, have you heard from your father and your brother? Yeah, um, it is challenging, I think, to hold space sometimes with those who you have lost in your own personal reality. Mm -hmm. So it can be challenging sometimes to bring forth my dad. Like I can't channel my dad. I can't channel my brother, but I can talk to them. So I have definitely had conversations. I've created safe spaces where I can have conversation with them in spirit. So I have, you know, scenarios where I'll go to them. I definitely will hear them every now and again. We're just a, 
a word or a phrase or something will come through. We have signs and symbols. So my brother is the blue jay and my dad is the, um, I was going to say mockingbird, but the morning bird, the morning dove. Morning. So whenever I see this morning dove, like, and I see it a lot, like, um, wherever I go, it's just at a last weekend, I was with some family and we were at a, um, arts fair. And of course there's this little morning dove at the top of this roof of some store and he's cooing away up there. And I'm sure nobody else would have noticed it or paid attention, but I was like, Oh, there's my dad watching over us, letting us know he's around. So I, I connect to them in, uh, in that way. So I don't know if you ha have had any of those difficult losses in your life and you're able to connect to them oh, in that way too. Goodness. No, yeah. no, no. Um, yeah. I don't know what I will do when that day comes. Yeah, sure. There have been some losses, but no one close like that. And yeah. it had to be so hard. It is hard. It's hard. You know, as I said, like not having them in the physical is definitely hard, but you know, my brother said to me before he died, if you live a crappy life and he probably said a, a swear word, but I'll just say it that way. If you live a crappy life, I'll be pissed. And I, I really took that to heart. I was like, okay. And I remember it. Like it's so it's emotional for me because my brother was at the time he was 47 years old and I was 40 something at the time. And he asked me, um, just like a couple weeks before he died, he's like, will you come sit on my lap? I mean, I'd never sat on my brother's lap, even when I was a little girl. And he said, will you come sit on my lap? And I just remember sitting on his lap. I can see it in my mind now. And him saying to me, if you live a crappy life, I'm going to be pissed off and you have to take care of mom and dad. And I was like, okay. And then even after my dad died, because he struggled with mental illness after losing his, his you know, firstborn son, right. um, I just thought to myself, well, first of all, I don't want that to be my experience. I don't want to go down the path of suicide. I've dealt with anxiety and depression um, throughout my life, especially when I was pregnant. And I just don't want that to be. And at the time I had a son, my son was, um, I guess, how old was he? About 18 months at the time when my dad passed, maybe a little bit older, two and a half um, no, I'm trying to think my brother was, he was about two when my brother passed. He was about four when my dad passed. And I just was like, I, I have to be here for my son. So I'm going to do anything it takes to, first of all, get myself out of this anxiety and depression. And second of all, to honor my brother who asked me to not live a crappy life. And so that's what I've really done. And that's what I shift into. And when I get into, um, modes of where I'm not happy or I'm feeling like deflated or deflated in life, defeated or deflated in life, mm -hmm. the universe will come along and bring you reverence again. And that's what happened to me. I haven't been sick in four years. Like I don't get colds. I don't, I'm very health conscious. I don't have any chemicals in my house. I don't use um, a lot of like pharmaceutical stuff. I'm a plant-based eater. And so I've been healthy for so long, but my son got a cold at school and well, guess who got a cold for the first time in four years. And I was so miserable and it was really only for like, I don't know, maybe 24 hours that I was really feeling like I had the worst headache and I just was asking, like, what is this teaching me? I know there's a lesson in this and I want to find that lesson because I know that's part of the process here as souls being human. And what I got was 
it's because you forgot to have reverence for life again. You forgot to wake up in the morning and be grateful. And when you are not well, when your health is not well, it's the first thing to remind you like, wow, I really want to own and uh, appreciate what I have. And so I shifted back into that, did all the woo and did all the uh, practical and uh, medicinal and holistic things to get myself well. And now I know I'm a little voice, uh, horse today, but I feel like a million bucks, <laughs> thankfully. So I took the lesson and I will shift yet again back into that reverence for life that I just appreciate every moment, even the hard ones that we have on this planet. Well, I have to tell you, you sound like Lauren Bacall. It sounds really sexy. <laughs> That's why I keep drinking water. I feel bad because I don't like to like while I'm doing this, but uh, my throat needs it. I know. And then it makes me remind, it reminds me, oh, I need to drink water too. So take a little water break. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so you came into this, stepped into this gift fairly late in life, right? After great tragedy. You probably had no idea that this was going to be your path. Zero. None. No. None. So were you raised in a household, raised in a way in which this would be okay? Um, good question. Well, I definitely had zero percent that I knew that I would be doing this. I always knew I was going to be an entertainment reporter. It's what I wanted to do since I was six years old. And my dad took me to the local radio station that he worked in the building above this station, the television station, KDKA in Pittsburgh. And I was like obsessed with the lights and the cameras. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And like legit, never, ever, ever did I think I would do this. But it was as I took my healer's journey um, and I started working with a spiritual life coach, this amazing woman named Kim Stanwood Terranova, she helped me discover what was happening, why I was getting these sensations and words and phrases and things coming to me and these feelings that I could tell when someone had died and something. She helped me unlock that and understand that. And then I think what happened is just as I began to heal, I just wanted everybody to heal. I wanted everybody to know that there was a different way to get out of um, you know, grief and sadness, sadness and anxiety and depression. And that really became my why. And that's when I started stepping forward into it. And as more of these abilities started opening, I was like, I have, to, I want to help people. I mean, not everybody, everybody can do this, but not everybody will do it. And some people don't want to do it and will never even know that exists. But because I'm that one rung up the ladder, I feel like, you know, what I share can be so impactful and powerful. And then to go back to your question about my family, um, my mom, love her to pieces. I still think she's, she thinks I'm cuckoo and crazy. I will come to her and tell her these most epic, amazing things, uh, about what goes on in the work that I do. And her, she's always like, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. Wow. I can't believe it. Like she's, she's like, she gets it, but it's definitely not her jam. And that's totally fine. My dad um, I, you know, 
I don't know. I, he, he never saw this part of me. He never met this, this side of me. I, I never was on the journey when he was alive and, and nor my brother. So I really don't know, but I wasn't raised in any way that you can't, that you have to be one religion. I mean, I, I was raised culturally Jewish, but it didn't, um, well, I had no issue with it. It just didn't speak to me. So I, it wasn't something that I followed. And so I don't, I don't think because it wasn't forced upon me in any way. It was just like, you get to be your own person. And so in, you know, I was able to, to do that without shame or regrets or anything. And I think that's what happens to many people is if they are raised in a certain way and they're told like, this is the way, then it can be very difficult to, you know, unravel. It's like smushing the grapes, as we were saying, like you've got a lot of uh, more smushed grapes than I had. I only had like half a barrel. Somebody else maybe had a full barrel. So for me, it was easier. I think if my dad, you know, was around, uh, <laughs> um, I think he would be my biggest fan the same way that he was my biggest fan when I worked in Hollywood and he saved all of my TV episodes and every show I was ever uh, acted on or hosted or as a correspondent. I think he would save it all and he would back me, even if he didn't understand it nor care. I think he was still would have showed up for me because that was that was just his personality. He was very proud dad. Oh, yeah, that is awesome. You know, I, I'm here in Missouri. I, I don't know if you knew that I'm in, in Missouri. And actually, my office is in Can on the Kansas side. That's neither here nor there. Buckle in the Bible Belt. Right? Mm -hmm. This is the buckle in the Bible Belt. Can't tell you how many people I have coming in who are wounded from their spiritual upbringing, who have actual trauma of the religious variety. It's crazy. I bet you don't get many of that, many of those in California where you are. Well, I'm not in California anymore. So, um, where yeah, you? I mean, d definitely a liberal, uh, minded and certainly more, um, open-minded to things like that. And they love the trends. So, I wouldn't say that so many are on the enlightening journey as more on the spiritual journey of like crystals and self-care and yoga and meditation. So I think it's just that spectrum of where people are on that journey where I live now. Um, there's more of a mix of people here, but I, I do find that you attract what you are. So I have been attracting people who are at least more open to the process, even if it doesn't land. But listen, I've had people tell me that they've bought my book and either thrown it in the trash or thrown it at the wall and, um, and never picked it back up again. And that's fine. Like that's your journey. And then I've had people who've said, I've thrown your book in the trash. And then eventually I picked it back up. And then I realized that what you were saying was true. So, and that's my journey too. I remember picking up a course in miracles back in the beginning of my journey. I went to Barnes and Nobles and I took it home and unwrapped it. And I was like, I don't get it. I just do not get it. And so I just took it back to the store and I would say it took me about a year. And then I was like, I feel like I need to read this Course in Miracles again. And I need to get through it. So I went back to the store and I finally did it. And it took me 18 months to read that book. It's and dense. yeah, it's, it's dense. And then I'm on five, year five of actually doing the lessons every day. So I continue to do the lessons, but it definitely took me time. And I, I just think that everybody's journey is unique. And, you know, it's based on the choices that we make. And so wherever you are in the journey, it's all good. Like you chose it and where you are in the ladder is perfect. Exactly as you are. So if somebody comes to me and they're a skeptic or they get mad, then I just 
see them as this is part of your journey and it's all good. Absolutely. And what part of the country are you located? Now I'm in Florida. Oh, lovely. What part of Florida? I am in South Florida. Nice. Okay. Yes. I've I've got some contacts down there. So you've got um, a daily kickstart uh, program. You've got a basically kind of like a podcast. Okay, so it's on Clubhouse, and I have no idea how to do Clubhouse. So, what would you describe that program as? So, Clubhouse is a social audio app. It's uh, an amazing way to communicate with people. And the greatest thing about Clubhouse is that you don't have to put on hair and makeup. You can be in your your jammies, your sweats, and you can just put your headphones or your AirPods in and connect to people. It's like a group chat, but in a in its own private space. And it's got like everyone's like pictures, headshots, whatever it is. So you can actually see who's speaking. Um, and it's really clear audio. So we've been doing it for over a year, almost a year and a half now. And it's just started as a way to like wake up and inspire one another. We call it an hour of power and inspiration exchange where we were just sharing our ideas for personal transformation. We started with, um, it wasn't even my room initially that I started It was this other woman, Amber J. Lawson, who's the CEO of comedy gives back an organization that helps comedians, um, who are struggling in Hollywood. And then this other um, former rugby player, Mark Sturbina, who was into um, personal transformation, leadership development, and Amber J also was in um, that program as well. And so that was, that's it. I, and then he pinged me into the room. I showed up, we started talking and then more people showed up and we were all just exchanging ideas. And then eventually Mark um, got called to a job in Austin doing rugby, doing commentary. So then I took over as the moderator and we really cultivated a community of like-minded souls who are trying to transform their life through whatever processes that we can bring to them. So we do transformational leaders. We talk um, to all things spiritual and woo-woo. We do workshops on fear. And, you know, people come back every single day because it's like your spiritual self-care and to give yourself whether some people come for, you know, 30 minutes of it, some stay for the whole hour. It's just really a way to help elevate your consciousness, to make that choice to show up for yourself. And I've seen people transform their lives through the course of even just coming to daily kickstart every day. So I'm really proud of what we cultivated. And our hope is actually to have it be like a morning radio show somewhere. That's where we're trying to get it to go. Oh, that's really nice. Yes. um, That's dedication to do that every morning at the same time. Yeah. Yes. But you know what? As I said, you don't have to put put your clothes on. You need like if it was this every day on camera, it'd be a little more challenging. I have to show up. And so it's easy to just get on the phone. So and we just we have someone who helps us now get our guests in, which makes it a lot easier. Um, And we get to find amazing guests like you because you're going to be coming on. I am going to be coming on. I'm not sure what the time is going to be with when this podcast comes out, but we'll cross promote each other. Um, and you said you also have a, a group that you're teaching. You have got a, a program. Is this the is this the one year long, basically zero to spiritual, you know, fulfillment? Yeah. So it's in my infinite abilities program. I teach that. I also do group, you know, readings and things like that, which I do on Zoom and obviously in person which only more recently started. And then I do have like a one-on-one program 
a six month transformational program that I do as well. And then I do just one off readings. Um, you know, the one off readings are great, but I found that if you're really looking for a transformation, you have to be consistent with it. So that's why I started offering these larger programs. I mean, I know for me personally, what changed my life was the consistency. Like there's not a day in nine years time that I haven't done something for me on a spiritual level, whether it's reading a book, whether it's writing my books, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditation, whether it's teaching meditation, whether it's working with clients, because we're all both student and teacher. So when I'm working with someone, I'm learning just as much from them. I've learned so much from other people's loved ones who have crossed on that I never would have accessed had they not not come to me. Like it's like putting pieces of the puzzle together every time somebody shows up for a reading and I'm able to connect to someone in spirit. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, now I know that. So I, I'm always grateful for those those one-on readings, one-on-one readings. But I, I I hope that people will dedicate more time to this spiritual transformation. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. So it's been wonderful connecting with you. So we can listen to you on daily the daily Kickstarter on Clubhouse, 9 a.m. Central Time. And then um, your website, would you like to plug your website? Yes, so com. And if you're interested in finding out um, how to work with me, you go to laurasaltman.com slash work with me. If you're interested in finding out about the Infinite Abilities course, there's a link for that as well. My next one's starting in June. So, um, and I have some spots open for that. So to hop into there, hopefully this will air before that. I think um, yeah, if not, then I'll be doing it. I'll probably do it three times a year. So I, I'll have different groups that I'll, I'll be working with throughout the, the year. So if you missed one, just keep looking for another one. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then um, all of your books. Or on your website. Yes, and my books are all on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com or Barnes and Nobles, Walmart, all the places you can find uh, books. That's where they are. Right, right. LauraSaltman.com. Laura, thank you so much for radiating belief with me today. This has been a lot of fun. I love what you do. Thank you. And we're excited to have you on the, the DK with us. The DK. <laughs> That's what we call it, the DK. <laughs> yes. May 4th. May the 4th be with us. Oh, I love that. May the 4th be with us. Well, let's <laughs> theme it about that too. Let's make sure that we theme it about that. Like may the 4th be with us, but it's like about, you know, your inner Jedi. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's great. Perfect. That's my TV producer mind. <laughs> there you go. No, that's perfect. Good. Well, I'll see you then. And um, this should be coming out about the same time. Okay. Fantastic. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels 
on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.